you do want to set yourself apart. And so I'm having a, I'm having a hard time with like how to say this. You, you probably do this all the time. Why am I trying? I th- <laughs> no, I, you're here for a reason. Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Hyde the Podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Rourke. Rourke, how is it going? I'm exhausted. I don't know. Like, I didn't do anything crazy this weekend. I had a game night on Saturday. On Sunday, I like pretty much did nothing. And then Monday, we just did like a Labor Day picnic. And yet I am dead. I don't know what is wrong with me. I feel like a corpse today, if that helps you at all. But you, I feel like I was, you know, following along on Instagram. You guys were like popping. You were like, going to people's rooftops. You were kayaking. You were having such a fun time. And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm just like struggling. Yeah. I also, and we'll get into this, but I also went on. So I had dinner with a friend on Wednesday night. And then I went on a date on Thursday and a date on Friday and then left for DC Saturday morning and then spent the last three days with my friend down in DC. So yeah, it's been, it's been a week. That's also a lot of social interaction where we are both outgoing people, but I personally like to recharge by being alone. There's always a moment on a group trip for me where I'm like, shut the fuck up. I need to do something <laughs> by myself. So like I, I I would like need a moment after all of that. That happens to me occasionally on group trips, but with this particular trip, it's like one of my closest friends from back home. And for the much of the trip was just me and her. That's really nice. And we are close enough friends that we don't need to be actively jabbering on the entire time. Mm-hmm. So like we both like she hadn't seen F Boy Island yet and was really excited to watch it. So we spent like a decent amount of time like sitting on the couch watching F Boy Island and make you know, having commentary. So it wasn't all go, 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 which was nice. That is nice. That is nice. And yeah, I love like a comfortable silence too with a friend. Yes, totally. Agreed. But yeah. But yes, I uh, so I, I had been go, 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 but I did have those two dates and I am very excited to tell you about one of them. Yeah. I feel like I'm on like pins and needles. I, cause I, wait, I, okay. I thought that you were busy and couldn't see the Aussie and all of a sudden you're out with the Aussie. Like what? Uh, right. So, well, let me start with the accountant because okay. I think that that's just a better, a better place to start. Okay. So I went on a third date with the accountant on Friday night. Mm-hmm. We went out to dinner. So it was our first dinner date. He picked this awesome Mediterranean place in Brooklyn. It was so good. Mm-hmm. We got octopus, which I knew you would love. You know, you know it's my favorite. Yes. Actually, and he had never, I, oh, I had some octopus last night, actually. Love it. He had never had octopus before, and he absolutely loved it. So that was cool. Good. Glad he was willing to try it. Yeah. Yeah. He's very open. Um, and again – easy conversation for the most part. I had a good time with him, but this has been something that I've been a little more hesitant to share publicly because mostly because this is a public platform and I didn't want it to kind of have a life of its own or for him to hear it before I had really like solidified these feelings. But I just wasn't sure that I saw a future with him this whole Mm. time. Yeah. And I mean, it's just in terms of like what you share on either your Instagram or the podcast, like you're allowed to process your own feeling. Like we do not have to allow the audience in on our every processing decision. This is something you are allowed to think about by yourself, decide, and then inform. If you choose, you don't even have to inform. 
I but, think this yeah. also this also comes back to something that we say when we talk about going on dates that you can show up as your authentic self without revealing everything about yourself or every yes. thought that comes into your head. Yes. Yeah. So I have been quite authentic when I've said that I'm having a great time with the accountant that we have easy conversations. The part that I was grappling with a little bit more was whether or not I thought there could be a romantic relationship there. Mm-hmm. And you know, you and I talk a lot and we we learned from Logan Yuri that fuck the spark, you know, go for the slow burn. And so I really was going for the slow burn and, you know, giving it the old college try, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I just came away from that third date really feeling in my gut that there was no slow burn to be had. Ugh, I'm sorry. That also, like, we often talk about the level of investment for various times of dating. But I think for me, if I was working in your position, working with a matchmaker, having this really high quality experience, I think I would be a little bit more invested at this point. And I, so I think this would be a hard, this would be a hard feeling to process. And I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. And I talked to her about it this morning, actually. And I, I wasn't sure what she was going to say, you know, and um, she ended up really understanding where I was coming from. And I had already given her a little bit of a heads up. This was not a shock to her. Mm-hmm. After our first date, I let her into some of how I was feeling. And she said, you know, three dates is is a long time. You know, that's three weeks of talking because we've been out every uh, every Friday. Mm-hmm. So I've been talking to him for three weeks. I've been out with him on three dates and, you know, spent enough time with him to make this decision, I think. And she agreed. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And so it it was just, I had a pit in my stomach all day though, because he texted me this morning and I just, I just had this pit of like, I have to tell this person that I don't want to see him anymore. And I, I did it. And I, you know, I, I used a, a variation of my text script. I didn't really send him my script. I changed it quite a bit to make it a little yeah. bit more involved because the other thing normally I tell be, people, I think. yes. And I, I generally tell people that you don't have to give someone a reason or you don't need to say anything beyond like, I just don't see it because though he came through this matchmaking process because he has provided such amazing feedback on me, some of which was actually really helpful to my matchmaker. Yeah. Like he, one of the things he said was that he didn't feel like he really got to know me until date two, that he thought I felt a little guarded on date one. Oh, that is super interesting. Yeah. And part of it might be because I was unsure about him. Uh, Totally could be. The other thing, and he actually, this is another reason why he's really great. And it's, and I, I, you know, it's unfortunate that I just don't feel it because he actually reflected on himself in his email to my matchmaker and said, I do think that I was a little bit nervous and talked a lot and didn't give her that much space to talk. Oh my God. That's so, that's, yeah, that really is a very like perspective taking thing to say where it's like, here's how she might've been feeling because of how I was feeling. Right. And that, and that is also true. Like, I think it was both. I think one, I like wasn't, wasn't quite sure about how I felt about him, but two, he didn't give me a lot of room. Gotcha. Which was fine at the time. But uh, so anyway, because he had given that really thoughtful feedback to her and, you know, invested more of his time into this than would be typical of somebody that you've been on a few dates with. I thought that I needed a little bit more of an in-depth 
explanation might not be the right word, but just in-depth um, text message to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I also talked to my matchmaker about whether or not she thought it was okay that I do it via text. Good question. And she agreed? So she asked the question that you and I had mentioned before. She said, have you ever talked to him on the phone? And I said, no. And it's funny that you asked that because that's exactly what my friend Rourke and I were saying, that because we've never spoken on the phone, I think it would actually be weirder to do it on the phone. Because two options. One, you cold call someone, which is insane if you've never spoken on the phone before. Mm -hmm. Or two, you send someone a text message asking to speak on the phone and they know exactly why. Yeah. This is the meme of like your boss sends you a slightly cryptic message and you're like, I'm I'm fired. I'm going to be fired. Yes. Like- <laughs> yeah. Like your boss says, can you come into my office quickly? And you're yeah, like, oh, exactly. yeah, I'm fired. Definitely yep, fired. This yeah. is it. Career over. Right. So like that, but in this case, he would have been correct that I, I yes. was ending things. And there's no other reason why somebody that you're dating with whom you've never spoken on the phone asks for a phone call. Yes, exactly. And doesn't say, unless they're asking like, in a, I think it would be great if we talked on the phone. Like, that's different, obviously. Yeah, like I've definitely sent a text that says, this would be a lot easier to figure out over the phone, can I just call you? Or like, I'm driving, can I call you? That that comes up a lot in LA, obviously. Right, or, you know, 2 a.m., I think we should have a FaceTime date, if you're me. <laughs> right, yes, that, as we know, 100% <laughs> success rate, never misses. <laughs> I don't think he thought I wanted to FaceTime to break things off. <laughs> That'd be wild. So I've talked a little bit on the pod about how I've been trying to extend my damp January into into future months, and I have really been enjoying recess mocktails as a way to have what feels like a fancy drink at home, but without the alcohol. Yeah, and also it's nice to have something in your fridge that just has a little bit of flavor. Totally. And they're they're delicious. They're made with real fruit, sweetened with agave, and again, 0% alcohol. So just a nice, nice little flavorful drink. That is a little little play on our favorites here. They got a bunch of great flavors. My personal favorite is the Recess Watermelon Mojito. I actually like to garnish it like it's a actual cocktail. Like I put it in a coupe glass, feeling all fancy, garnish it with a little sprig of mint. It is delicious. And my favorite is the Recess Ginger Lime Mule. I'm a ginger gal. And what I love also, not too sweet. Perfect amount of just a little little sweet treat. They're absolutely delicious, and you can get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash FMH, so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. So that is the end of The Accountant, um, and I am absolutely terrified to tell TikTok. Yeah, TikTok likes The Accountant. TikTok really likes The Accountant. And I think they like, they seem to like you on The Accountant. If that makes yes, sense. Yes. They don't know the accountant. They like right. they like the way that I've been describing my dates with him. And yes. they have been good. Um, but you know, I obviously, like we said, I don't share everything that I'm feeling. Um, I couldn't possibly, but I also didn't want to share that particular piece. And mm-hmm. I think um I think people are gonna be surprised. I need to think about how to sometime in between now and when this podcast airs, think about how I wanna do that. Yeah. Smart. So, so that's the accountant. Yeah. Should I, before you get into the Aussie, should I quickly share that I did and I broke up with trivia successfully? Yes. Good job. Thank well you. Done. Yeah. So hilariously, I did actually think, um, but, and this sort of just confirms, like I had said to my therapist, when I was, when I said to you, something is not deep about the relationship, but I don't know what it is. I then sort of figured it out in therapy where he is not a forthcoming person. 
where hmm. he had friends in town for like a week. And I said, tell me all about it. And he goes, it was really fun. I'm like, okay. I feel okay. Like, there are, like some stories maybe? Or like, do you want to talk about something over dinner? Anyway, what's hilarious is that my sort of opener just to get the ball rolling to text him was, you know, hey, he was I, like, hey, I'm back in LA. Like, how is New York? And he does not respond, I think, for over a day. And so I fully thought, I was like, oh, I'm going to get like ghosted in my attempt to break up with this person, which is hilarious. It's going to be like when you're like trying to talk to somebody and they're just plugging their ears. Yeah, exactly. Which honestly would have been fine. Like, who cares? He did eventually respond and said, NY was amazing. How was the wedding? Yeah. Anyway, so then I said, and then I dropped the hammer and he was actually very, very nice. Um, Sent a great response and was like, it was wonderful getting to know you. I seriously you know, stay in touch, something. And I was like, sure, we'll not, but. We'll not. Yeah. Yeah. I actually debated asking if the accountant wanted to stay friends. Oh, interesting. I didn't do it. Um, but that is how much I like him as a human mm. that I actually, but then I like played it out in my mind and I just thought through like, what would that look like? What would it look like for me to remain friends with the accountant? Like, are we going to go on friend outings i don't have time for that exactly we literally just said last podcast that you're gonna have to make an adjustment when you have a boyfriend we're not gonna make an adjustment for a new friend the account no i don't have as lovely as he is yeah like i just don't yeah i'm not gonna like invite him to a group hang i don't know so i just didn't do that because doesn't it doesn't actually make sense which is why i don't think it ever makes sense yeah so that's the accountant but we did have, I did have an exciting first date last week with a guy we were calling the Aussie. Yeah. And we are now pronouncing it correctly, unlike the videos that I filmed and then got, nobody was mean about it, but like yeah. got annihilated on TikTok for my pronunciation as an American. Yeah. So I met this guy in Hinge. Yep. We went out, uh, we got drinks on Thursday night. So this is the guy, I think I talked about him last week. This is the guy right. that. That's why I was confused about the timing because. I had asked you, like, well, will you be able to push it to Thursday? And you said, no, I'm busy. But then you went on a date on freaking Thursday. You lying yeah, so, liar. Well, I was <laughs> busy, but whatever it was got canceled. And now I don't remember what it was. What was it? I had something that was supposed to be on Thursday and it got canceled. Now it's, like, really going to bother me. The fuck was I supposed to do on Thursday? Don't think about it. It'll come to you. I don't know. Whatever. I was supposed to do something. And so then by the time – so then he had texted me when we recorded last. He had texted me that he had been in contact with somebody who tested positive for COVID. Right. And so I was waiting to kind of hear back on the results of that. He texted me Wednesday saying that he was negative and then asked what I was doing if I was going anywhere for Labor Day weekend. And I said, you know, I am. But then I sort of volunteered. And then he said, like, you know, I guess, you know, we'll have to get together when you're back. And then at that point, my plans for the next day had been canceled. And so I was like, hey, if you happen to be free on our original date day, my plans got canceled. Do you want to meet up? And so we did. Love it. Yeah. So we went to this like rooftop place in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, which is where he lives, which I had volunteered to go that way because he works later than I do. Um, so I would have had to basically I got to have an earlier date time by going to his neighborhood on a week. I, I would have done the same. Yeah. And I like Williamsburg. Um, and it was awesome. We were out for a couple hours. Really easy conversation. He's super interesting. We had a lot mm -hmm. in common. I really, really enjoyed our date. That's amazing. What like qualities like spoke to you? I really liked how... So he's 
he's in politics and I won't say any more than that, but he's in politics. And so he had a lot of just interesting stories and insights and kind of thoughts on the today's political atmosphere, you know, events of the last couple of years. We got into a lot more about politics than you're probably supposed to on a first date, but it was like natural. That feels unavoidable with his job. It, it is. Yeah. And I yeah. said that to him. I was like, you probably end up talking about politics on a first date when you're not supposed to on time. Right. So I really liked how his perspective on a lot of that. And he's also lived in a lot of different cities. He, The reason we call him the Aussie is because he was born in Australia. Um, but he actually doesn't have an Australian accent because he spent so much time here as a kid mm-hmm. and in high school. And then he's lived all over the U.S. in different cities. So he just can you a do a of, good fake one? Oh, I didn't ask. I bet you can. Perform, so a, monkey. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just, he just has a lot of different experiences and perspectives from having lived in a bunch of different places and also traveled a bunch for work and mm-hmm. just was really interesting. And we also talked about what we're looking for. And he, I appreciated how open he was to kind of shifting his perspective because when I first asked him, he he kind of asked me like what I was looking for. And I said, what we say that like, I'm my ideal outcome is to find a relationship. I'm, you know, sort of dating intentionally with that, with that outcome in mind. And he then said, you know, kind of cheekily, I'm casually looking for something serious, which is a, you know, quote on the internet that's all over the place. Oh, really? I, I actually had not heard that before. Oh yeah. I've seen it in a lot of dating app profiles. Oh yeah. But when he said that, he then also said that his ideal outcome is a relationship and, you know, he, he aligns with me. And then I said, I was like, well, it sounds like you're more than casually looking. It sounds like you're actively looking. And he was like, you know, you're right. Actually, I should totally change that. I am actively looking for a relationship. And I just, I appreciated how he like was able to take in information and kind of like adjust his perspective. Do you think, so I have like a couple and like gut thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. The first is Something I feel like I see a lot or have seen a lot is when you sort of, proverbial you, not you, when you sort of push back or say like, oh, like it sounds like you might mean this or like, do you feel like people feel the need to be, to downplay kind of what they're really looking for in the fear that like they'll scare somebody off. But then once they hear from the other person, like, oh, like, well, I kind of want something serious. They're like, oh my God, me too, actually. Like, yeah, like I just am worried other people don't, so I don't say that. Do you think that's a part of it at all? I don't think that was a part of this. Mm-hmm. I actually think that he realized that he wasn't phrasing it right. Gotcha. Um, I do think that, that what you said happens. And then my other question was, is there, obviously you were in the moment with him, you can feel his genuineness. Is there any part of you that that like pricks your ears a little bit to like, are you saying what you think now I want to hear? No, okay. because the way he, again, the way he said it was very genuinely like he, and then he like came back to it later that like gotcha. he realized that he wasn't phrasing it in the way that he wanted it to be heard. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. And so yeah. I, I just really enjoyed that. Um, and so we texted a little bit. He asked me to sit, tell him when I got home safe and I did. And then he said, I had a great time and I'd love to see you again. I said, me too, on both points. Um, and then we texted back and forth a little bit. I went out of town. He had friends in town. So I'm hoping we'll pick things back up this week. Yay. I hope so too. Yeah. And I, I think that I was talking to my matchmaker about his role in my 
feelings about the accountant. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that I made the decision about the accountant because of this first date. But I do think that it provided a nice juxtaposition yeah, to help me make that decision. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's relatable to classmate and trivia. Yeah. Like regardless of what happens with the Aussie, like even if I never see him again, I think the fact that I went on this other first date with somebody who our, our values and what we're looking for and, you know, a lot of compatibility items do seem to align in the way that things did with the accountant. But there is this element that I feel like it has more legs as a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that so- makes total sense. So it's like, it's actually not about the Aussie. It's more about the feelings that it elucidated for you and what you right. want. Yeah. Right. That like it, it's there, it's out there. Like that thing is out there and whether or not it's the Aussie or somebody entirely different, it's not the accountant. Right. So that's where I'm at. Great. And despite having several interactions with men this week, I do not have a phone throwing moment, but I do have one from a listener who submitted. That's pretty good. Let's read it. Okay. So this listener says, I was on a first date with a hinge match last night. It wasn't going great. So when he went to the bathroom, I took out my phone to text my friend in SOS. So I had a notification from hinge that I got a message from a different guy. Out of habit, I opened it, not thinking about how checking dating apps while on a date is a bit uncouth. As soon as the app opens, my date comes back and sees I have Hinge open and then says, already back on Hinge? Am I really that boring? Oh, no. Yeah. And then she says, I was so mortified and apologized immediately. Didn't touch my phone the rest of the night. Needless to say, there will not be a second date. And this is doubly bad because she didn't even get her SOS text out. Shit, Right. Uh, I I have actually come back from the bathroom to find the guy that I'm on a date with on a dating app. Really? Yeah. It was a guy that I went out with. I called him the traveler. It was in the first iteration of Finding Mr. Height, like last January. And I came back from the bathroom to discover that he was on Bubble. Yeah. Swiping away. Didn't even seem like bothered that I had seen him. He was a total dick. Yeah. For Holy many crap. other reasons. Lord. Yeah. He also told me that he – two different things about him quickly and then we can move on. But he also told me that he had been banned from Bumble three different times to the point where he's now using his grandmother's phone number. I remember this guy. And then so. also the one of the reasons, one of the ways in which he got banned from Bumble is because he was inviting multiple women to the same date. So he Not would say cool. – he would ask them if they wanted to go play trivia, like bar trivia – Mm-hmm. But then when they showed up, they were on a team with him and other women from Bumble. I can't. That is so bad. And he didn't even, he was like, what? It's just efficient. It's actually not though, because literally none of them are going to like you after that. And that's what I asked him. I said, did any, because he did it two different times. So a sample size of like, I think there were five women At each time. Eight. So like, yeah, oh, a sample size Shit. of like 10 women. And I said to him like, did, did this work out? for anyone did anyone want a second date with you and the answer was no obviously yeah insane and wildly enough this guy thought i might want a second date with him Uh, unbelievable yeah also just like in the spirit of completeness of my updates i'll just continue to say the classmate's amazing he's great (laughs) everything's classmate great (laughs) yeah listen up guys if you haven't heard yet we're coming to the dc comedy loft for another live podcast 
Thursday, March 21st. Get your tickets. We are, I think, over halfway sold out already. Well over halfway sold out. So get your tickets if you want to come experience some magic live. We want to meet you. We want to talk to you. We're going to have so much fun. And it's also Allie's birthday that week. It is my birthday that week. So, and my mom might be there. I'm excited. You can go to findingmrhyde.com slash live to find an easy link also in our bios to get those tickets. And we are going to have an after party afterwards where we can really meet and greet, talk to everybody somewhere in the area. Yeah. So make sure you come DC Comedy Loft Thursday, March 21st. And if you want to check out some stand up, I'm going to be there all weekend. So Friday and that Saturday, I'll be doing stand up shows. Start swiping on Hinge, bring a date, have a good time. And You'll, you can come and meet Allie's mom, which we still have some spots left on our Portugal trip. And a little update on that. A few of you reached out to us about, hey, I want to come either, unfortunately, I don't have my mom anymore, or I want to come with my aunt. I want to come with my sister. I just want to come with a friend. The trip is officially open to anybody that would like to come, as long as you don't mind. Half the trip being moms and daughter combos. Everybody's excited to come. Doesn't matter. You are welcome to join. Travel with us. It's going to be so, so fun. You can also check that out at findingmrheight.com slash podcast. If you have any questions about it, feel free to reach out. We're happy to answer anything. We're just so excited to be there with our moms and with you. Yep. Next October, October 4th through 10th. Check it out. Come travel with us too. So we forgot to do Weird or Not last week. We did. Just full space. No, yes. we didn't. Or I guess no, we didn't. Two weeks ago. Two weeks two ago. Two weeks ago because we had Jonah's. Yeah. So yeah, but, we did it with oopsies. Jonah. For those of you who noticed that we missed a week of Weird or Not, are bad. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We're back better than ever. We back, baby. So today's Weird or Not is related to today's topic of dating app profiles. And it is, they only have photos and no words on their dating app profile. So no bio, no prompts, just photos. <sighs> Here's the thing. This is where I get hung up on the concept of what is weird. Mm-hmm. In that... This is so common. I almost think it definitionally can't be weird, even though it is unacceptable to have a profile that is like this. And so, and like, I swipe right on profiles like this. If the pictures are interesting, like, the, the thing is like, it's survivable. It's annoying. It's not a best practice, but is it weird? And I think by the definition of the word weird, it's not. It's not weird because so many people do it. And so I'm going to say, so weird or not, it's going to be 65. Oh, no, I'm switching it. 35 weird, 65 not. So before I reveal to you the results, I do agree with a lot of what you said. Is that how we have typically defined weird as a podcast, though? I I agree with you that that is the like Merriam-Webster definition of the word weird in the sense that it's like not of the norm. Yeah, that's true. But I think that the way that we've defined weird as Finding Mr. Hyde the podcast is that like we see that and are like, oh. Yes. Like we don't like it. So then true. Okay. Then it is weird. Then then that would make it weird. Yeah. But regardless, all that matters is how other people all the followers in terms of like the split are defining it. But I do think that that's how we've been thinking about something being weird is whether we have a negative reaction to it. Yes. True. Um, But you're completely wrong. Oh, good. Good, good. (laughs) What is it? 75 weird, 25 nah. Holy shit. Wow. And I think- And yet I guarantee you all the people that said that still swipe right on it. 
Well, I think it's because the followers know how we define weird and that's that we have a negative reaction to it. But you're right that yeah. all of the people. So I, I then I looked through all the responses of people who said weird, people said nah. So many people that said weird said that it's not a deal breaker, though. Like they don't okay. like it. They Got don't it. like it. That's fair. But it's weird. And a lot of them said things like, it shows that they're not really serious. It shows like a lack of effort. Maybe they're not as committed to this as I am. All of the things that we think are true as well. Yeah. However, it's not a deal breaker. And most of the people who said nah actually said pretty much verbatim what you said, which is it is so common, but also unacceptable. Yes. So in a way, it's like people... It's almost a question of interpretation then, because it actually sounds like both camps sort of said the same thing. Yes. No one, well, I I don't know, I can't read every single submission, but like no one that I saw said that they think it's great. Right. Yeah. No, (laughs) this is not like, yeah, not approved. No, No, like nobody, nobody said like, oh yeah, totally fine. Some people did give a little bit of grace to say maybe it's a new profile or like it's only it's only okay if it's a new profile. Mm-hmm. But even if it, 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 it takes so little effort to fill out a profile to write really? literally anything that honestly do not hit publish until you've written something, something, anything, please God. Yeah. And we, we will get into the things that we think you should write, but like, and, and there are some things I suppose that would be worse than writing nothing. <laughs> True. Oh, a hundred percent. We've seen plenty yeah. of those. Um, yeah. that's, I mean, all of our, our entire negging episode. Com- completely. But delete it. You'd be better off. <laughs> honestly. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it does come down to interpretation there. there I'm confident in saying that there was nobody in the group that thought that a blank profile is a great thing to have. Yes. And I hope that that means that all of our followers have photos and words as well. Like I let this so. be a, let this be a lesson. Yeah, if you don't stop, stop listening. Oh, you know what? Keep listening, but like, I'll yeah, wait, wait, no, edit your profile and tell a friend and join the Patreon. Don't stop listening. Oh, Do yes. the exact opposite. Do Pull in more people opposite. and join the Patreon. <laughs> yes, we keep forgetting to plug the fact that not rate, review, subscribe. We haven't gotten a review in a while. If you love this podcast and you haven't reviewed, we would love a review from you. Um, and yeah, shout out to the Patreon, patreoncom height exclusive content. If you are a patron, you already know that I have ended things with the accountant. Oh, true. So, mm-hmm. so the pa- true. The patrons found out the day it happened. Yes. So just putting that out there. Yes, that is. Oh, that's. I like that. Anyway. Yeah. Um. All right. So perfect segue into our topic. Let's. You want to start with photos? Yeah, I think so. So I've kind of. I kind of was thinking about this in, if you don't mind me doing a little bit of a shameless plug for that's my dating app profile webinars that I do. I actually, I just basically sang, join the Patreon, join the Patreon. (laughs) Like we're allowed to plug Allie. That's what we do. Very fair. Um, So I did a dating app profile webinar a while back that the recording is available, but I actually have one coming up when this, when this episode airs in two days on Wednesday, September 15th. I'm doing a two-part webinar. The first part is going to be what we're talking about today, and that's dating app profiles. The second part is going to be some of what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which is initial messages, openings, et cetera. And you can attend one part or both parts for a bundled price. The link's mm-hmm. in my bio. Check it out. It's going to be a good time. Amazing. And I will have the recordings available for purchase later if you can't make the live event, but it's more fun live. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and do you do like a live profile review for somebody or? Yeah. So you said, That's awesome. did I feed, did I feed you that question or? No, um... I did not. No, fully. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> great job. Great job. Um, yes, I do. So the par- part of the part of these webinars is I do a live profile review. And if you sign up, you get entered to be one of those reviewed people and you get the webinar for free if I pick your profile as a thank you. So yeah, I do a live profile review, which is super fun. I'll do one during part one and one during part two. And there's a whole Q&A at the end. Perfect. It's a good time. But yeah, I think we should start with photos because those are the things, although you should have both photos and words, you cannot not have photos. Correct. And that is the first thing that is going to draw somebody in. As, like It is the cover of your book, even though we don't like to judge a book by its cover. That's the very first thing that people are going to see. Yeah. You only get one chance to first impression. Exactly. So I have a couple sort of overarching rules that I'm curious if you agree with. Okay. I think that all dating app profile photos should meet one of three criteria. Okay. And if they do not meet one of these three criteria, then they should not be included. I think that they should either show your face. Okay. Fully. This is like, I could recognize you on the street having seen this photo. Show your face. Mm -hmm. Show your body. Or say something about you. Yes. And if it doesn't do one of those three things, then it can't be included. And would you say that across an entire profile, you need a diversity of those? Absolutely. Okay. And another caveat that I have is that photos with other people in sunglasses or hats or with bad lighting must meet number three, which is that they say something about you. Got it. That makes, I mean, that makes total sense. Like you a, can have those you know, photos. Like a group photo of like a volleyball team or something like that. Exactly. Or, you know, a very far away photo in sunglasses and hats, but you're like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro or something. Like that right. That says something about you. Yeah. Even though I can't see what you look like at all. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I completely agree with that. It's really unfortunate that I deleted my profile. I should absolutely have taken screenshots of it. I was actually going to ask you if you if you had taken uh, in memoriam screenshots. You probably yeah. could probably find screenshots of your profile that you've like randomly sent to me or something. I think so too, need, but um I definitely have tried to do like all of those things. I don't think I have any I don't think I have any group photos actually, period. But um we sort of talk about this with the fish photo. <laughs> my question is I think women are at a huge advantage here and obviously our audience is vast majority women. So we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but do you afford men sometimes a little bit of grace in the sense that like I go to a wedding and I'm like, take a picture of me, solo pic, I want to look amazing, whatever. Guys don't think like that. And so often like they are scraping the, the dregs to come up with a, like a variety of solo photos. And so I, yes. I I don't, yeah, it's tough. I agree with you. And it's not, I don't even know that it's guys don't always think like that, but it is not as socially acceptable for men to request photos of themselves, which sucks. Like I, it, I wish that it were, I yeah. always offer to take photos of my single guy friends when we're doing things because it's, they're not going to ask me whether it's because they don't think to ask probably often or because they don't think they can. That's why yeah. I go out of my way to do it. 
I do that with Matt. I took a great one of him on a hike in Joshua Tree where he's like standing on this rock. He looks at, we were like straight to hinge, Matt. <laughs> you, I also saw you posted that poll of like different photos and like which one he should use. That was well, him, right? He, or was that another friend? Yeah, no, that was him where it was like a super cute photo of him and I and like our heads were leaning against each other. And he's like, I'm going to talk, like, I'm going to put this up on hinge. And I'm like, no, you're no, not. You're not. And he goes, but what if I caption it really well and say, love my beautiful friend? I was like, nope. worse. That's absolutely worse. And that actually brings up another rule that I have, which is absolutely no photos of you and a member of your target demographic. It doesn't matter what the caption is. It doesn't matter if you think you look exactly the same as your brother. So it's obvious. Like, it doesn't matter. People are going to think it's a couple's photo no matter what. Yeah. Agreed. But yes, to, to go back to your original question, I do think about that when I'm looking at guys' profiles. And it's the reason why I don't hate a fish photo, as long as they're not all fish photos. Yes. And I, I also appreciate when it's not like a bloody fish photo. Fair. Like a, maybe like a catch and release type of situation. Because I do recognize that that men do not get that many opportunities to take lovely pictures of themselves where they're not with a significant other, like a previous significant other. And I would rather or have, or family. Yeah. Or like uh, his sister or his, you know, his mom, moms, moms, I will allow because it's, that's pretty clearly not an ex-girlfriend. Yeah. But I, I, I do afford them that grace for that reason. Yeah. I, I will say that if you do need to, include photos of other people because you just don't have that many to work with mm -hmm. do not put emojis over their faces or blur them out if you're gonna do that crop the photo yeah i always thought that was kind of weird like I, I i never thought too much into it but i do think it's weird it's so weird like especially i see so many people's profiles men and women because i i look at a lot of women's profiles for work and then I see men's profiles more so on my, in my, on my own time. In my personal time. In my personal time. I see so many people whose first photo is one of them with a blurry person next to them. That's bad. Yeah. I know we said that it's okay to have a group in the context of a profile if it gives information about your hobbies or your interests or whatever. Or maybe like yeah. a, a travel experience or something. Can we say, though, that that can't be the first photo? Absolutely. Okay. Don't be crazy. Yeah. You cannot have a group photo as your main photo. I do not want to look at the next one because I have to figure out who you are. No. Yeah. Full disclosure, you were cropped out of my first photo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's from our photo shoot and like there's a little hand in it. <laughs> Love that. Hands are fine. The only thing, and I, I will also accept, to be honest, if I'm looking at a guy's profile and I see like a woman's hand around his waist or something, I'm fine with that because I recognize that guys don't have as many good photos as long as she's not in the photo. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't fault you for having taken a photo with a woman at some point in your life and you looked good. What do you think of using a photo with an ex with like... This is going to break all your rules. I don't know why I'm asking this question. I know your reaction, but it's a funny, it's a funny thing that I've definitely seen before. Um, you know how Hinge has prompts for photos? I think I know what you're going to say. Go on. Yeah. Where it says like, dating me will look like this. Yep. And then they have a photo with an X with an emoji over their face or whatever. 
I have seen Do you think that that's without, funny or are you not okay? I have seen that without the emoji. <gasps> oh, wow. So you know how on Hinge, how you can connect, you can use a photo from Instagram instead of uploading your own photo. And if you yeah. do that, the caption from Instagram is yes. visible? Yes. So I saw a guy who had said, I think he actually used the prompt, this could be us. Mm. But like, what same vibe. Yeah. And he had imported an Instagram photo of him and his ex from last Christmas. And the caption was like whatever he had posted about him loving his ex-girlfriend last Christmas. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that is not good. No. But either way, I don't like that. Yeah. I figured. Can you imagine (laughs) coming across your ex-boyfriend's profile and you're in it? I would be pissed. So mad. Yeah. Especially in that context of like dating me will look like this. Yeah. I would be like, um, there was a lot of things going on in the backstory that you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. How do you feel about, on the group photo note, I have heard from a lot of people that they like group photos because they like to see that the person has friends. Yeah, I get that. Uh, however, I am going to go in with the assumption that someone has friends. Yes, that that is exactly my thoughts on it. Yeah, that's my baseline. <laughs> um, I, I I don't want. Yeah, I just don't want to. Like in theory, somebody's ta- like I'm not coercing strangers into taking these. Therefore, it was probably a friend or a parent right. or, or you know whatever. I have people in my life. I, I guess that is the baseline that you have people in your life. And honestly, I don't want to take the risk that you think one of my friends is hot. Too big of a risk. And even if you also thought that I'm attractive and you're interested in me, like now let's say that maybe one of my friends is your quote unquote usual type. I was going to say it, it it could be like just a type issue. Yeah. And you would have really liked me, but now you have this picture of you're this distracted. other person in my life. Yeah. And now you're distracted, which totally, I could see that happening to me. Oh, and it, it has happened with group photos where I see the group photo, don't know which one he is. And then I'm disappointed when I find out. Exactly. Same. You would have, but, but I think I would have thought that the guy who it is was cute had I never known about the other guy. Yeah. And that has to do with the investment of it all, where at that stage, the investment in the person is zero. And so then when you're presented with a direct opposer, you're like, well, (laughs) shit, I want that guy. (laughs) Right. Because it's not to say that, you know, obviously that guy's his friend. So if I were to start dating the original person, I'm eventually going to meet this guy that I probably think is objectively more attractive, at least in that one picture. But by that point, I'm significantly more invested in this guy that I'm dating because now I'm meeting his friends and that won't matter anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So most of my boyfriends have had friends. Sorry, any ex-boyfriends who are listening, but most of my ex-boyfriends have had friends who on paper are objectively more attractive than them. Oh, yeah. I mean, please. I in my friend That's, group, I have girlfriends that are objectively more attractive than me. I, same. It's, like, it's, it's just fine. like, a, it's just a, especially because you don't know what someone's type is, whatever. But like, yes. Yeah. So I think uh, you just don't want to, you don't want to be playing that comparison game when the person has no reason to pick you. Exactly. And then the last thing that I want to say about photos, and well, you, maybe you have more stuff to be, you want to say, but I don't no, mean, to, I don't mean to make this the last definitive thing. We'll oh my say. God. I just, I feel so muzzled right now. Oh my God. <laughs> I implore you to smile in your first photo. Mm, yes, essential. Essential. And I, I know that as women, we get told 
to smile all the time. And it's like, fuck it, don't tell me to smile. I'll smile when I want to smile. Please, please just do it this this one time, even if you don't want to, because like psychologically, we think smiling faces are more attractive as humans. There you go. It's been like studies, studies upon studies have proven this. Yeah. With teeth, ideally. I, yeah, I, know I was going to say, don't. I have like a big, like toothy sort of candidy smile or a hat. Yes. Yeah. That's important. And if you feel awkward doing that, because maybe you normally go for a soft smile, you're not as confident with your, you know, photo smile. This is a tip that I got from a photographer friend of mine who we should actually have on the pod now that I'm thinking about it. I think that would be a cool episode. Um, But she said, pretend to laugh and then eventually you will feel dumb and you will start to really laugh and then you will have a natural smile. Yeah. That's great advice. I love it. Some girlfriends and I are big fans of the, we're big fans of the fake laugh to the real laugh vibe. Yeah. The, um, I've also heard of it as like a, um, as a, like you simulate a cough. It's like, (laughs) there you go. Yeah. Works great. Great. Photos. Oh, one other thing. I I said that was all I wanted to say, but one other thing, if you're on an app that allows video like hinge or Tinder does now too, use a video because data has shown that they get way more likes than photos. This one, I think I mentioned this a while ago, but this one study that Hinge released suggested that photo, that videos get 10 times as many likes as photos. Wild. Use a video. Yeah. And now let us add some words to the profile. Please add words. So obviously Hinge, Bumble, all these th- places have sort of different amounts of space and mm-hmm. different... Bumble has, for example, freeform bio writing, whereas yes. Hinge is only prompt responses yeah i think hinge is like one of the only ones i can really think of that doesn't have a freeform bio okay got it trying to think of any others i've seen screenshots of tinder so that checks out i've yeah tinder has a bio but no prompts oh okay other ones i can think of i haven't been on coffee meets bagel in a minute but i know there's a bio there and then obviously the more involved ones like okay keeper or match have bios right that makes sense all right so do you think so for these prompts on bumble and hinge probably arguably the biggest ones Mm-hmm. Do you think there are better prompts than other prompts in a vacuum? Like, let's not even consider what people write, but are there any prompts where you're like, that is an objectively bad one to pick? Like, don't use it or any, anything like that? Or can a good response sort of save anything? I I do think that there are some that are better than others. Way better. Yeah. Um, and specifically the ones that I think I'm actually pulling up um, a sheet that I have that my clients get access to that has a a tab for all the bubble prompts and a tab for all the hinge prompts and the category that they fall under. This is incredible. If you're trying to um, if you're trying to say something about yourself, you can filter on about me. If you're trying to say something about what you're looking for, you can filter on looking for my the best prompts are calls to action. Okay. So can you give an example? Leave a comment if. Mm, yes. Or and I guess that's a, of, What do you think of let's debate this topic? I, I don't like that one. I, I don't think either. That that's one of the ones that I don't think you should use. I completely agree. Cause and I wanted to ask, because that, that is sort of a call to action, but I really don't like the like headbutting that that could start. I, I agree. I don't like that one. It's actually grayed out in my spreadsheet as one of the ones that I don't think you should use. Oh, love the alignment. Um, but yeah, so CTAs are, I'm like filtering on them. CTA is an abbreviation for call to action for those who are not marketing nerds. So the ones that are CTAs, let's debate this topic is technically a CTA. So it is, it is filtered as that, but the other ones are, you should, this is on hinge. You should leave a comment. If try to guess this about me, 
I'll pick the topic if you start the conversation. The best way to ask me out is change my mind about, give me travel tips for, and I bet you can't, which is my favorite one. (gasps) It is? That one and try to guess this about me. Interesting. Try to guess this about me is actually, now that I said it out loud, my favorite one. Okay. Explain. It is consistently the one that I get the most feedback on, on my own profile. And it is the one I try to use every single time with my clients when I reboot their profiles. And they consistently tell me that that's the one they're getting the most engagement on. And what do you have people guess about you? Mine is what sport I still play competitively. Oh, fun. That's a good one. And so on Hinge, I don't have any volleyball pictures for that reason. On Bumble, I have a volleyball picture, but on Hinge, I don't because I get the most engagement on that. And people sometimes have very funny answers too. Um, And then the things that I like for, I bet you can't, is make better oatmeal raisin cookies than me. Mm. Or like those kinds of things, especially if you are a straight woman, because that kind of gets at something in the male psyche, I think. The I bet you can't terminology. Do you think that, so I have, that is one that I commonly see with a like negging answer. So my example, like what I've, what I've seen is I, and I think I gave this example in negging in the negging episode was, I bet you can't get me on a second date. And it's like, oh, get off. Yeah. Don't use them that way. Yeah. And my knock on the Bumble prompts is that there's only one true CTA prompt and it's not even that good. And that's, we'll get along if. I use, I use that one. Yeah. And that one I always suggest on Bumble. There aren't that many CTA prompts on Bumble, which I guess I understand to the extent that on Hinge, you are actively commenting on somebody's prompt. And so, although you can do that on Bumble now, by the way, people don't do it very often. It's not very intuitive how to do it, but um, I think that's the reason. Got but me. I do wish that Bubble had more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, this is, um, you know, this will probably be advice for both bio and prompts. And I know it's something we've talked about before, but I am a big fan of specificity. Mm-hmm. Show sort of little pockets of personality. And this is not, it's not a situation where I think you, I don't want to get into a tr- I'm trying to think of the way to say this because I don't want to get into the trap of encouraging men or women to be not like other men or women, you know, but there are certain things that I think like you do want to set yourself apart. And so I'm having, a, I'm having a hard time with like how to say this. You, you probably do this all the time. Why am I trying? I th- <laughs> no, I, I, you're here for a reason. Um, I like to think about it this way. You can't possibly say everything about yourself on a dating app profile. Mm -hmm. You can't. And if you try, you're going to end up being too vague. Like, I like to travel. Yes. That's not helpful to anyone. It describes thousands and thousands of people, millions Mm -hmm. of people, in fact. So instead, get super specific, not to set yourself apart, but to give somebody a richer understanding of who you are. Mm, from that's these a really good way to smaller snippets. Yeah. And I think that there's something about too, you have to be like, what I want to be careful, what I, or what I would think about and try to be careful with is you want to make sure the answers that you are putting out there, get you the people that you want to match with. Yes. And so for example, I know I, I had for a while, not 
a while ago, I had um, it was like a craziest travel story or something. It was like a crazy story or bet you can't believe happened, something like that. Mm-hmm. And my re- answer was like, I got invited to like a secret two a.m. Prince concert, and oh, did you get like rave people? No, I got like a bunch of music people, oh. and yeah, and so like it's an it was an epic thing that I'm so happy happened before he died, but. It doesn't represent what I actually want to do with my time, 99% of the time. And so, like, I get that, like, that gets engagement and it makes me look cool or something, but it's not worth putting something that's going to attract the wrong people. Well, you don't look cool to the right people. Right. Exactly. I mean, I don't look cool, period, ever, but. (laughs) But so, like, I tried to focus on, like, yeah, I like like silly reality shows or here's like a comedy sketch I really enjoy. Um, I really like planning stuff for my friends. So I talked about game nights or dinner parties and like, you know, like stuff uh, like those are the things I tried to kind of highlight because those are that's how I would want like a partner to engage with me. Yeah. And I think that that last part is really important because when you're thinking about the things you want to the anecdotes you want to tell about yourself or the little tidbits of your personality that you want to share, think about your audience. Think about the person that's reading your profile. You want them to think, wow, like I could really see myself in this person's life or like this person, not necessarily that strong, but like this person sounds like a life that I would enjoy being in or they could be in mine or yeah, yeah, that sounds cool. Mm -hmm. So reality TV is a great example. I see a lot of women who have prompts about reality TV and when I ask them, of like, how much engagement do you get on this? And their answer is usually not very much. This is straight women. Yeah. And what it comes down to, I think, is that although every boyfriend that I've ever had has ultimately enjoyed watching reality shows with me. Oh, I'm pretty sure the classmate's going to watch Bachelor in Paradise with me tonight, whether he likes it yeah. or not. <laughs> they didn't know that before we started dating. Like, reality yeah. TV was not a passion of theirs prior not that it was ever a passion but like that was not an interest that they knew about prior to to dating me and so they wouldn't have seen a prompt about married at first sight and thought oh my god must message this woman about married at first sight yeah and because everybody has so many different things they could say about themselves don't pick that one i also really like direct questions in profiles oh interesting as a bio or as a response to a prompt both like make it really easy that if somebody messages you, they can just answer the question. Yeah, that's that's very smart. This is less It's almost relevant. like creating your own call to action. Exactly. This is less relevant for women seeking men on Bumble because they can't message you first. Like if you're in an environment where you cannot be messaged first, like a woman seeking a man on Bumble, mm-hmm. direct questions are not as helpful because you you have to start the conversation. Regardless, yeah. Yeah. So like you still want to have conversation starters, things that they might want to talk to you about, but it's less important to make it easy for them to start that conversation because they don't have to do that. Yeah, true. I will say though, I think some of the best interactions I've had on Bumble were people who, when I started with big question for you, we went go back and forth a little bit and then they either do a bio review or something and then come back and are like, let's talk about that. And yeah. I th- you know, that like, I think that's like a nice thing. So it's like, I do still think you should provide that type of information. Yes, absolutely. Do you want, do you want to share what prompts you use? Yeah. So I use that one. I bet you can't guess which sport I still play competitively. Okay. 
And then I have, I get way too excited about picking my karaoke opener. What's yours? Great. I get a lot of engagement on that one. And then I have, I'm a real nerd about color-coded travel spreadsheets. Where should I go next? Chef's kiss, as expected. And then I think I think my bubble ones are a little bit different because I don't, like the volleyball one, I have a volleyball picture. The bubble prompts, I'm not as into. Yeah. One prompt, in addition to let's debate this topic, one prompt that I have never really seen an answer that I liked is my third grade teacher would say this about me. Yes, that is a, oh my God. Yes, it's, it is a waste of information. Completely. I don't care what you were like as a child. That's not yeah. really true. But like in this moment, that is not very relevant information. And an alarmingly high number of men use it as an opportunity to say something sexual about their third grade teacher. <gasps> what? Oh like, my God. Like that I was like a hottie or like something along those lines. That's wild. I definitely haven't seen that. I saw a lot of like a real handful or like too chatty or, you know, like I see that. I have not seen that. Wow. I've seen so many, not explicitly sexual, but so many about the third grade teacher thinking he's cute, like attractive. That's freaky. I, that's, I don't like that at all. Uh, Completely. But like, regardless of whether you're doing that, I don't, I don't think that prompt is really ever useful information. Agreed. Agreed. I waffle back on, so Something I think we have not quite hit on yet is the goal of staying positive. Yeah. And so something that I actually struggle with, I I, I left it on my profile. I have – or I on Bumble, I have my personal hell is Burning Man. Mm. Is my personal hell too negative of a prompt? I don't like my personal hell for that reason. Yeah. I stand by <laughs> it. I, I believe it. Um. I believe it too, <laughs> though I've been recently told by many different people that I would like it, and I still stand so by the fact that I would not. The classmate has been, and we've affirmed that he never wants to go again. So I said, great. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like my personal health for that reason, because I think that your profile should be about what you are looking for. Yes. Eliminate the word no from your profile. Yeah. So I'm another not one a model of <laughs> another one that I don't like at all for a totally different reason is a fun fact I'm obsessed with. Yeah, because that's not about you, right? It's almost it can be it it could be about some obscure interest that you have, mm-hmm. but more often than not, I find it to be the person just relaying some sort of random fun fact that has nothing to do with their personality or their interest. They just think it's interesting. Yeah. And that doesn't give me any information about you. None at all. Especially if if it's not an interest of theirs, then if you respond to it, it becomes a dead-end conversation. Exactly. Like, I don't know why this would be something someone's obsessed with, but penguins can't fly. Okay. Maybe I respond to you and say, like, no way, they can't fly. But, like, unless you're planning a trip to the South Pole, right. I don't know where we go from there. Right. I also oh one that I've always liked is two truths and a lie because that's a version of a call to action too. That is a version of a call to action. Yeah, I don't often see it executed that well. Hmm. Gotcha. So, and I think it's like harder because the, the the problem with two truths and a lie is you then you need three pieces of information about yourself. Like you you need you're honestly you're filling out three prompts. In that's one. true. I guess for me, being in grad school, I've played that game so many fucking times in the past few years of my life. I'm like, yeah, right on my fingertips. Yeah, I think for most people, it's a, it's a harder one because of the amount of information that you need to provide. Yeah, it's a bigger lift. Yeah. Anything else about the bio? I think in general, short and sweet. 
two to three sentences, stick to a few unique descriptors, make it pithy. You don't need to go on and on. Call it a day. Yeah. I like to have a, like, I'm a blank. So for me, it's I'm a karaoke fan who does something. So mine is still plays all the sports. And then another sentence, either about what you're looking for or more about you. And then you're done. Get in, get out. Yes. That's good. I like that. I like that like Mad Libs idea. Yeah. It's very like, and you could switch it around, right? Like I could be a karaoke fan. I could be, uh, you know, an athlete. I could be whatever, you know, a home cook or whatever it is. Mm, mm -hmm. That's great. And then do you, how much information, especially with the power of like Google and stuff like that, like how much information do you put on your profile, you know, where it's like school, job, like what do you do for that? I have my school, but yeah, I have a too. common name and I went to a large school. Yeah. I mean, you, I'm effed. No that's not what. true for you. Yeah, you, yeah. People are finding you. For most people, like my name is Allie and I went to a, a school with 10,000 undergrads. Like, but my job, I just have my title. Mm-hmm. Like my, um, the level that I am, senior director, I, I can say that if it's public. Yeah. Um, mine I said lawyer or mine said law student. I changed it to lawyer once I graduated and then. Yeah. So like mine says senior director at, and then it says corporate retail. So I like typed in rather than include my company, I typed in corporate retail so that it's like, they know that I'm in retail, but not the company that I work for so that they can't immediately find me on LinkedIn. Yeah. I think that's a good compromise. I, I have had before I was doing that, I used to have it be more specific and say the company that I worked for. And I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn that saw nope. me on a dating app. And that's not gross. cool. Yeah. I have not invited you here. This is not a space for you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, this is not a um, in-mail situation. Yeah. I have had some clients talk about how apparently Bumble's location is very specific. And so oh. when if they like i had this one client who lives in a really small town and it's so small that she's the only person with her actually kind of common first name in that town and you can easily google her home address <gasps> with those two data points whoa oh i don't like that yeah so she actually after we talked she has started paying for bumble so that she can travel to the next nearest bigger city yeah and not which is actually still very close to her but yeah like that's i mean i live in brooklyn you live in la even if it said you know mine does say yeah like it's big yes very that's scary yeah yeah that would make me super uncomfortable yeah and she apparently like had message bumble about it and they like didn't work that great about getting back to her oh shit i don't like that at all yeah me either well great this is another pretty advice-filled episode, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hope, yeah, these between this one and then the profiles and opening messages, both very, like, helpful, practical episodes. Yeah. And, you know, another prompt or another plug, rather, if you're looking for even more, more personalized information, I have my dating app webinar coming up on Wednesday, September 15th. But you can also look into my one-on-one coaching because I do this like one-on-one with people every week and it's a lot of fun. Amazing. I hope people take advantage of that. Me too, honestly, because that's how I make money. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, we good? We done? Have a good night? We good. Have a good night. See you next week. Love it. See you then. Bye. Bye. 
Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.